what about this for a uh, a, uh, a pure view Galaxy camera? That you doesn't count. On it. Is is that version of Android just the largest pile of poo you've ever worked with, or what? You know, I, be, be honest. I hate TouchWiz. <laughs> I, I, oh. I, I, I really do. I'm going to go on record and say TouchWiz is just a, a disaster. Yes. Which is, which is why this, and, and it looks like I'm such a Samsung fanboy, and I'm really not. Please. This is episode 49 of Yats. It's Yet Another Tech Show every week right here, yetanothertechshow.com. That's our site. Check it out. I'm Matt Lee. Joining me tonight, we got Ant Pruitt. What's up, Ant? What's going on, Mr. Lee? We got Mike Rothman. What's up, Mike? Hey, guys. Doing good here in San Francisco. All right. We don't have Larry Press yet, but we got two better for you. We got Richard Hay. He was on AOTA last night. What's up, Richard? How you doing? And we got uh, one of Ant's friends, just a random Yats listener. If you listen to the show, yes, you can come be on it. That's how we roll. Uh, Eric Schimmelfenny, what's up, man? What's going on? Nice pronunciation. That's right. Been practicing in the mirror all day. Didn't want to blow that. And I'll tell you what, you I nailed blow. it. You, you did good, man. Nailed it. All right. I just <laughs> lost five bucks. I know. <laughs> PayPal. <laughs> PayPal it up, boys. <laughs> so uh, we should say happy 40th over the hill birthday to the cell phone is that am i reading that correctly is the cell phone 40 doesn't i'm still not believing that doesn't look a day over 32 all cracked i'm older than the cell phone (laughs) cracked and wrinkled (laughs) hey who remembers their first cell phone experience Oh, I remember mine. My mom, she was high tech. Man. I found one a while ago cleaning out storage, and it was the old Comnet cellular, like the big, like from Night at the Roxbury, those ones that they had. It was one of those, like the, that yeah. exact phone. I was like, oh my God, the charger was like this big. It was amazing. Yeah, my mom's. I got one of those Nokia bricks. Yeah, and then like oh, a bunch cool. of old, old like Kia Sarahs and those old uh, like uh, Nokia candy bar phones and all that. First, yeah. first guy I knew with a cell phone. It wasn't actually a cell phone. It was a a car phone because it was so honking big. It right. had to be installed. Those things in had their own like leather cases and power supplies and plugins, yeah. and they were crazy. Well, and, and there was an antenna on the car. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the, the, the guy who had this, of course, was a lawyer. Because only lawyers could afford them. <laughs> Saul. <laughs> so, so how many people had a, a Nokia? What was it? The the fifty one hundred was the one that like yeah. everybody had. Yeah, that I had would be I me. had a fifty one hundred. And you could play the the snake game on it. Is that yeah, the one I'm thinking game, of? Right. Man, that I feel like those phones, that generation of phone, like made that game what it what it is for us today. Like when we reminisce. It's like Pong and the Atari, like people that, that came up with that are like, oh man, that game was terrible, but I have a special place in my heart for it. <laughs> I think they had a cheese version of Battleship too. They weren't allowed to call Battleship. 
Was that once then once they started getting not app stores, but there were places you could download these little I think they were all like what, Java based games or something? You had the snake and then you had Tetris and they were like a buck forty nine. They were terrible. Were they bad knockoffs though? It was like not Tetris, it was called like bricks or blocks yeah or it wasn't like, like none of them thing, right? yeah. yeah none of them were the exact legit like they didn't license obviously <laughs> yeah. the, the thing the thing about the first cell phones was that you could really only call good buddies because the reception was so bad that only good buddies would put up with all the dropped calls and static and you know crappy sound See, I didn't have drop calls, but I do remember it sounding like I was talking like this when someone was on a cell phone or a smartphone or whatever you want to call it back then, I guess cell phone. But I remember just really, really static, not staticky, but just sort of like in a tunnel kind of thing, you know. But, but have they gotten, but think about this, though. Have they really gotten that much better? Like, not like, on at and Skype call, I go, oh, my God. This sounds like you're in the room, and your cell phone sucks. Yeah, like, right? Isn't that crazy? Why does this have Skype on it, but it sucks to make a cell phone call? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking It's terrible. You just have to think about, like, all the, at the beginning, like, all the different technologies that had to come together at the right time to be able to cram it all into a little space like that and then power it enough to where it made your voice still sound like a tin can. And, I mean, they've gotten better. I was just... I was uh we went flying up uh in this little plane that they called a canard uh, last weekend and I I had a video of it taking off and I was blown away at how the sound was just from the the Genex here like the whole Doppler shift and everything it didn't like sputter like it was clear I I don't know I was really impressed I was like nice. why do my calls sound like crap but I can take beautiful HD video and audio with it that's cool <laughs> priorities on these phones man because nobody uses them to talk anymore yeah yeah you know yeah. even you with know, the phones funny. we had we had like anybody remember the pagers with the little keyboards on them yeah. yes you know, it's like like those were cheap but they, i mean the pagers were a little more expensive than regular ones but the service was cheap and you could text people and then it's like once like the 5100 came out it's like oh cell phones are cheap now so we're like we can call each other and now what yeah. do we do we're texting each other now we're going it's like back we're to going texting back to again. the pager the cool but thing was if ten bucks a month, it's a hundred and fifty dollars a month for your cell phone plan now. Yeah. Who's winning here? The cool thing was with those pagers, even if you didn't have the one that had the keyboard, like you could easily script up a page that you could type text to and it would send it to the pagers. So all of your nerdy friends could send each other text to the pagers just from a web page. And that's uh, that's how we did it back in the day before four phones and it was nice it was helpful having a friend that set up the server for the pager company so that we just had all this stuff to to mess with but messaging has remained google engineer got a sixteen thousand dollar pager bill one month um (laughs) what what uh, no no seriously so what it was is that they had uh they had it set up to where they started sending emails to the pager right uh, yeah, you could send to the the uh, seven digit or the ten digit number at and then whatever their sign was. It, here it was right, page right. And after like two hundred messages, they had like a they didn't have the unlimited plan. They just <laughs> had the two hundred messages plan. And since the guy was on call and he was always getting these alerts, then he would get these messages. And after you hit the two hundred messages, it was ten cents a character. It would only forward 500 characters to the to the to the pager, so the, the each email was only 50 bucks. 
<laughs> oh. oh, that's fairly priced. <laughs> right, exactly. So, of course, it was $10 for the unlimited plan. Uh, so, yeah, that was fabulous. 16 uh, but, Gs. But, like, you know, like, whatever billing calls the guy and says, is this legit? I mean, did you run up six? And then it was that they had a horrible plan. Yes, I absolutely did. <laughs> Give me yeah. my page. Well, you didn't mean to, right? But. Okay, so I'm going out on a limb. 40 years from now, no more cell phones. And instead, I'm giving you one word, implants. 40 years? <laughs> Not in 40, 40 years, years, no way. Now. For, people, aren't even, people aren't even okay with the fact that Gmail is reading their mail for spam. Like, people are not going to want that implant. I, I can't see that happening. Maybe they're, for a they're, small... They're testing it out. For they're a small few. Yeah, but f- not like I mass adoption. Too, I'm telling you, Eric's already, Eric's already ready to sign up for his implant. Whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on. No. <laughs> are we talking <laughs> like fair. Johnny Manomic here? Like carrying... <laughs> carrying hacked goods in your brain stem or what? I, I'm not actually even really human. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm on board with implants, but think about it. It's not like that. How many, I don't know how many people here have pets, but if you do, how many of them have the, the microchip in them? Yeah. Yeah. That's they, it. They're, they're, just, they're getting started. Yeah. yeah. We'll shoot them in your pets. See how that works out. Then, you know, oh, hey, your pet's got one. Why not your kid? Yeah, first, first step is the puppy dogs, and then it's right on. Those to are the main totally. Course. That's a totally different use case, though. That's like here, drink this, and now I can track you. I, I'm t- like, if you can give me an implant that is super useful, like straight up, uh, 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 like augmented reality that I can't tell is, you know, like something useful like that. Then, then Google sure. Glasses. It's a step on the path. That's a step. I'm gonna wait for the. <laughs> Third the contact lenses. Yes, I was just going to say Google Glass contact lenses. That would be cool because then you then well, full full overlay, that. right? That's when you get fully immersed overlay. Well, Matt, don't you remember several episodes back we talked about the guy had the iPod Nano mounted to his arm? Yeah, I mean that that's a step in that same direction, right? I don't know, Wait, like doing a human centipede style surgery to like put your phone in your arm is a little different than going brain neural implant. I think I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a neuroscientist, but that didn't seem I, very I think legit. It'll be here sooner than forty years. I do. Do you really? I think so. I I don't I don't see it. Not not in forty years. I don't know. We'll be lucky I'm if with, we see I'm it with in our you, lifetimes. Ant. Especially with Kurzweil on the case. I think it's back coming. in the 80s, AT&T used to not even want to allow you to have anything other than the issued phone. <laughs> True. In your house. So we've, we've moved from that. Right? So let me ask yeah. you guys this. What happens to planned obsolescence when you have implants? Like, do they just rip it out every two years? Or how, how, how do you upgrade your uh, internals, so to speak? All software. All software? How do you expand? You got to get the max. Like, how do you? I don't. You flash the. You ROM. have to reach a point where there is no more growth in <laughs> in hardware like that. Matt, you lay just down on your implant. Flash your ROM. <laughs> uh, this thing keeps rebooting. It's really annoying. <laughs> you break, you, you, you break deploy the <laughs> Can't focus. God. Get ready for it, gentlemen. It's coming. Oh god. Yeah, and then 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 what are people going to do? Run a custom ROM on their their implant? I mean, I, I'm doing that <laughs> on the phone, and it's cool, but it's not particularly. I'm pretty sure though, like I'm when right. when that happens, <laughs> the 
when that happens, the tinfoil hat people will have a legit reason to like be wearing <laughs> their hats finally. It's coming, dude. I want to see Brace the car yourself. thing happen first. Once that happens, I'll feel a lot better about it. Driverless car. I'm, I'm definitely yeah. on board with that. Yeah. But just the whole like public side of Version. that, I feel like it's an uphill battle because people are people. You know. I want to roll into my car early in the morning, tell it to drive me to work, and go back to sleep. Full Jetson scenario, right? Wake up on the on the movable floor, through the shower, through the kitchen, yeah. breakfast, right into the car. You know, like that's... We're, we're talking full Jetsons. Full Jetson scenario here, okay? So so here's a, here's a question for you. Driverless car, right? You get in your car in the morning, you pass out, you go to sleep, and your car hits, uh, hits something, another car. Whose fault is it? It's is it the... Fault? You have to look through the logs and see what happened. If there was, um, I'm fault but I'm, I'm asleep Google's in the backseat. I did nothing. I was not at the controls. Right, but that's when you have to look at the logs to see: is it manufacturer? Or was it outside influence? Was there somebody interfering with your stuff? I'll tell you right now. I'm blaming Google. I blame Google just because. <laughs> yeah. So, 40 years ago, it, they say here in the article, uh, April 3rd, 1973, was when Martin Cooper, a Motorola employee, he made a call in New York on a Motorola Dynatac, dubbed a, quote, brick due to its size and weight. So, it had uh, 30 circuit boards, 9 inches tall, and you had 35 minutes of talk time, and that took about 10 hours to recharge. So... Ten definitely hours <laughs> so that's in okay so look back 40 years that's what we've got and to the smartphones now so for see that i don't i don't think we're there in 40 more years i mean the exponential growth and moore's law and all that is great but i don't know i don't, I don't see it i want to be optimistic but i just can't be well i mean i guess it might sound a little inverse for me to think that I don't see innovation happening fast as far as the current devices and whatnot, but maybe it's I, I because would say the next innovation is putting them in. Maybe know? it's because we look at this day to day and week to week, so it seems really slow, but to the normal uh, average user that's not really focused in on this stuff like we are, maybe it is a, a quicker evolution of sorts. Maybe you I'm just slow because, like, the, yeah. Maybe I guess you're talking about the people that still think the lightsaber app is like an innovation. Like shoots out the Schwartz and just (laughs) because there are people out there that love that lightsaber app. How do you make that connection? You know what? Never mind. (laughs) Well, I mean they're they're impressed with everything, and you're like, dude, this is old news, and you show them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I live in an area that's just saturated with that, but I just don't think about it because it's like an everyday kind of thing. But yeah, if I like whipped out the lightsaber app and was like, I don't know what people would do. Probably call the police or something. <laughs> so Okay, here we go. Who remembers? Larry Press, welcome. Joining us. How you doing, sir? Guys, I'm sorry. I'm we're out of town, and I just got to a place where I could connect up. Well, good to have you. Safe travels, I, Larry. I was missing you guys. Did I miss the good part? Hey, well, 40 years ago today was the cell phone's birthday. Do you remember your first cell phone? Okay, I, I've always got old fart stories for you guys. Yes, we love the them, Uncle Larry. Cell phone I saw. 
It wasn't mine. But I, I used to go every year to uh, up at Asilomar, California. There's this uh, state camp area. Mike may be familiar with it. I know it. Okay, and every year IEEE, the you know professional society, would have a microprocessor workshop where in the early days we debated such heady things as is it easier to teach an electrical engineer programming or a programmer electrical engineering. That's awesome. And a guy came to one of those Asilomar workshops. They were cool workshops, actually. And he had a cell phone. And it was this thing that he hung on a, from a strap around his shoulder, and it was maybe as big as two bricks. And I can remember with my usual prescience thinking, what the hell would anybody want something like that? Larry, was <laughs> yeah. his name Martin Cooper? I can't remember to tell the truth. He was okay. from Motorola, as I recall. Really? I, I bet that's yeah. who it was. <laughs> um, I don't remember the guy's name. We used to get really good people there. That's I was brilliant. just talking to uh, somebody like, like Nolan Bushnell from Atari used to come all the time. He, he came up the other day. And I, I also remember the first time I somebody saw somebody using one in the wild. Uh, Hold on, sure Larry. Did the Guardian this, interview we were you? We at a Dodger game, and they got he was just standing in the bathroom peeing and talking on the phone, and I thought that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but, I think the. Um, yeah, I remember seeing they, there were a number you could do. There were uh, some products for doing email, like nine point six. Kbits per second, wireless email, uh, things as big as a brick. They, people tried stuff like that uh, before before Android. Well, and the first the first Treos were brick size. Yeah, the first what? Treos, like the old school Treo. Put your headphones on, Larry. You're echoing, or I'm echoing because your headphones. Wait, I'm echoing. What? Never mind. It's okay. totally fine. <laughs> All right. So you guys have been talking about the history of the cell phone, huh? Yeah. And we like how you just sort of nonchalantly blew the Motorola guy off, you know. I don't know. Yeah, There's right. Some I, guy from you know, Motorola. I, I've, I've been known to do I blew Bill Gates off once. I've, I've made a lot of trap tactics. Real, real visionary. <laughs> Whoa. I wasn't the last one. Gates, really. <laughs> he's just a young guy. He won't amount to much. That's right. I'm, no, I'm going to work. Arrogant bastard. Who needs that kid? Seriously. <laughs> so, Mike, let's. Uh, does anyone else have any? While Larry gets his uh, microphone under control, did you have you messed with this arrow thing yet? You you mentioned about the uh, they had a court issue uh, of sorts. Yeah, this is a really cool story, and it's it's. In the news again because it's uh, just uh, come out of litigation pretty successfully. It it's a startup that has started up in New York City, and it's it's this sort of um, almost unbelievable idea that you you set up a farm of little itty bitty like four inch antennas, and you have thousands of these antennas, and each antenna gets connected to the net, and then. Uh, you sell subscriptions. $8 a month gets you access to broadcast television and uh, via software the ability to time shift anything that's broadcast on broadcast television. This was launched about a year ago. Uh, Barry Diller, who's a big entertainment industry guy, is a backer. 
immediately uh, the uh, the broadcast networks uh, uh, sought a restraining order, which was denied. Uh, and uh, now the most recent development is it looks like they are prevailing. Now, the, this judgment in uh, the New York region is going to be appealed, but it looks like they're pre prevailing for the moment, and they are announcing plans to roll out in, like, a dozen other major metropolitan areas over the course of the next year. So, so Mike, what what was their big beef in the first place? Didn't you have to have a, a subscription to the channel to pipe through the antennas in the first place? Or is that no, not how this that... Is, this is, you pay this service $8 a month, and it's an alternative to cable television. I see. So... If if I can. I've paid a lot of attention. I, Mike, we can have a, a debate because That's I've paid funny. a lot of attention to Arrow and done some blog posts. And what it is, it, it's as if you had your own TV antenna, but instead of on top of your house, it's at Arrow headquarters somewhere in the city. And that's what I'm saying. Somebody is And then they using... stream it from, from, quote, your antenna to you. It's, it's like a net. sling box, basically. Right, yeah, but, but what I'm saying is somebody's paying for that subscription, whether it's you or them. So why do, do they care? No, in this the is first broadcast place? TV over the air. That's free anyway, or yeah, free oh. broadcast. So what do they care? Again, what TV. do they even care? Why were they bothering suing then if it's out there anyway? Because if if you do this is the thing, if, if and this has been held, if you set up a big ass antenna, say in New York City where this started, and you download, you know, you capture the over-the-air TV, and you just stream it open on the Internet, that's considered a public performance, and you're not allowed to do that. It's copyright, ain't it? Yeah. But what these guys are saying is, we're not doing one big antenna. We're doing a thousand little antennas. Individual ones, And we right. rent each of these antennas to people for $8 a month. Uh, so it's essentially, you don't have an antenna on your roof. You have an antenna on our building somewhere else in the city. So they just had to literally show that they have an antenna for each of their users? Is that yeah. how they're, like, doing yes. checks? And, and that and that is, in my humble opinion, totally bogus. I, that is what they sh had to show. We should have two and, people per antenna. And, and you show me. They call these things. They, they show the antennas. They're the size of a dime, a 10-cent piece. They say that those things are receiving... Uh, you know, TV signals. I don't believe it. I think that it's that it's that they are not independent antennas. I think what they have done is essentially constructed one large antenna, and they're doing a public performance now. So you I think totally they pulled one over on what they're doing? But I don't think they're doing what. I don't think technically it's. it's you think it's just for show? It's a facade to get through the the hearings or whatever. Yeah, in the. Uh, I, I've done a blog post. I did a couple things for A&D, and the analogy, I think the illustration of the A&D post was that dude they had a mechanical chess player that there was really a little midget inside the machine playing. Uh, I, I think it's, I mean, I, I wish it were true. I wish somebody could build a 10-cent-sized cent, antenna that would bring in TV reception. But, but uh, I Larry, just don't believe it. Yeah. Step step back for a minute. If yeah. this if this is uh, upheld, 
and their business model is allowed to roll out on some kind of national, wouldn't that be a consumer-friendly, totally consumer-friendly development? Don't get me wrong, Mike. I totally agree with, I love what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, I wish them more power, but I think they're doing it under false pretense. And it's also kind of a kludge. If you can really build such a good tense dime-sized antenna and put a little signal processing smarts and power behind it, why not just have one in your house? Um, you know, I, I, well, you know, in, in my case, uh, I live in an area that is remote enough from the, 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 the cent, uh, center of San Francisco that my broadcast television stinks. doesn't work. Yeah, no, I understand. Yeah. No, I, I, I really sympathize with what you're doing, and I think, you know, if, if uh, the, you know, these guys, another way to achieve what you want would be for your local stations to stream this stuff online and let you pay them $8 a month or something. Uh, they don't need this kludge. This thing's a kludge. In my it is opinion. definitely a kludge. Yeah. It's definitely a Rube Gold it's Bar. Solution, but Goldberg. What? But why shouldn't we cheer for the the ends that are met? Totally do. Oh, I do. I come. I cheer totally for the end, and I question strongly the the assertion that they're doing what they say they're doing. And if in the first court case, the one and this something I don't understand. There's a court case in Manhattan. Where the the it was a lady judge I forget her name and I actually read the the her finding and what she said is we're going to put this off until we get some more expert opinion on whether this thing really works and and that's what it hinges on and I don't understand the relationship between this thing that just went down and that because I read that same AP release that that you probably read and it said something it, it made it sound like that case was still going on. Uh, so I wish we had a lawyer around. I I don't know what's cooking legally, but to, yeah, no, no. I have no doubt you and I are in the same wavelength. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sympathy wise, this is uh, this is a New York Times piece, uh, published I think to, pu- yeah, published April first. Okay, I think that's so, just the name. Oh well, in that case, you can't trust it. I mean, you know, no news on April first. Can you trust? No, no, it really. It's <laughs> yeah, true, man. Damn, I'm I, 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 I got swindled. A, a humor thing today, uh, or I uh, put it on uh, Google Plus, and I said, and it was I should have done it April first, but I didn't. So I, I said it was something that came out last Monday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we're talking about Google Knows later, right? The new uh, new Android app. Yeah, that's that's a good. Is that a uh, that's a April Fool's too. Right? Only if we can yeah. talk about Swift Key Tilt. Well, Swift Key, Swift Key Tilt actually exists. It's still there. I've been messing with it. It's the dumbest thing. It's a good way to get like a random uh, sentence. So, so I actually got the IETF to publish a joke RFC that I wrote two cool. years, three years ago. Uh, but class? nobody, it's you know, nobody reads RFCs, so it's. Uh, you know, I didn't really... <laughs> No, I don't even notice I did it once. What was what was it about, Rich? Uh, I think it was uh, using a TCP option in the packet to denote the the mood of the packet. Oh my goodness! You just took Yats to a whole new level. That was such beautiful. a nerd. 
That was beautiful. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> no, that's impressive. How's though, your packet it? feeling? No, I mean, how are you really feeling? Larry, go get headphones for Christ's sake. My description of happy packet. You know, people do read the old RFC, just the historical one. No, I, I actually had a friend of mine, you know, I saw the Google Knows thing. I'm like, all right, Google, at least last year or a couple years ago when they had Gmail paper, that was at least one that I could send to my semi-gullible friends. And they would buy it for yeah. sure. There was and, one, and what the, was the one before that that was really good, I thought, There was too. the one where they, they were going to run uh, um, internet, high-speed internet through the, the sewage pipes. No, there there wasn't. That might have been it, but there was another one that they that was actually quite feasible. That people were like, "Well, you should actually do that. That would be really good." I thought uh, Gmail Paper. I thought was like like for people who don't get ten thousand emails a day was somewhat feasible. Yeah, and it it was totally like, "Hey, help out the post office. Why not?" So like the the Google Notes thing, I'm like, ah man, I can't like get any of my like my non techie friends. And then I'm sitting there and I get a text from a friend of mine. And she goes, hey, how does this Google Notes thing work? And I'm going, oh well, you know, it's like, and and immediately I'm like, this is like shooting fish in a barrel. I got this. I'm like, well, it's got a barometric pressure sensor, so it knows the you know the oh the, no, uh, man. the air. And it's like it uses your speaker and it vibrates the air and it makes it makes makes uh, you know uh, odors out of vibrations and that's how it works. <laughs> I can't believe it. I, I'm texting like, oh my god, I couldn't believe it. I let it go for like an hour. I'm like, Abby, you, you didn't believe me, did you? She goes, well, yeah, isn't it a real thing? I'm like, oh, just don't tell anyone. <laughs> I showed it to somebody in my office and watching it, they were like, finally, and then as it got closer to the end, they said, oh, okay, well, this is a gag. Enough. Well, I, I got sucked in by the G plus post that showed that you could get to level nine on ingress, right? So, oh, really? Well, the, I, I believed that. it. I would have fallen like, for that too. <laughs> I totally fell for it. The guy had like a little cute photoshopped image where he flipped the six upside down and said, said "Wow, I upgraded ingress and I got to level nine. I'm like, "Wow, really? Really? <laughs> My phone yeah, sucked, sucked me, me through yeah. it, and now I'm in Tron Land, and I have no idea how to get out." <laughs> Did anybody see the uh, the Gmail Blue? Yes. yes, that was excellent as well. Did Just you a see the, nudge the at Microsoft? I, right. I kind of I kind of like the Google Apps levity algorithm. Did you see the Chrome plugin that actually will turn your Gmail blue? Somebody no. actually made that one. Also, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, it's actually pretty good. And not I think, blue I enough. Think there's actually Gmail themes, and you can just do that anyway. No, actually, someone mentioned that, and they're like, "I was kind of bummed to see it not in there," but then someone did a plugin. Nice. <laughs> hey, hey, Eric, tell us a little bit about Sketch This. Um, so, so Sketch is one of the many hats that I wear. Um, I, I've been a, uh, the, the short stories, a kitchen designer, a number of years, and uh, you know, three D modeling. And I used to do that in AutoCAD. And I think in 2006, when Google acquired SketchUp, I, I got into that. And I've been um, kind of doing that ever since. So I, I have model kitchens uh, in it. I teach people SketchUp. I've got an actual uh, plugin that I wrote for SketchUp. I just launched this week, actually. Nice. Um, Congrats. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I'm pretty excited about it. So it, uh, Google doesn't own it anymore. So it's, it's not as cool, in my opinion. But... Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it it was cool when Google. I got to go to the Google office in Boulder, not Mountain View, not not the really cool Google office, but that was an uh, experience. Well, how did you happen to get into kitchen design? 
totally by accident. Um, I got bamboozled into it. Um, <laughs> yeah, in, typical uh, story. <laughs> dude, it, it's really, I did not want to be a kitchen designer. I wanted to be like solving crimes with my friend who flew a helicopter, and that didn't really work out. So I, I got in high school. This guy was like, oh, come fix some printers for me. I'll like pay you cash because I was, you know, a nerd. And um, I went up there, and it was that was not the case at all. He was like showing me his wood shop and all this stuff. He's like, dude, you know how like uh, computers work, right? I'm like, yeah. And he goes, well, here's a copy of AutoCAD 2014. And since you know computers, then you can just make any, anything that comes from a computer. You can just make happen, right? Oh snap! Like, yeah, no, that's not really how that works. Like, I'll install this for you, but you got to get a guy to. to <laughs> I'll use let it. you learn how to engineer and draft. Dude, it, he just he suckered me into it, man. He just he like was paying me cash and beer and you know <laughs> whatever else I needed, and I I worked for him for like five or six years, and I, I became a I became a nerdy kitchen designer. That's actually not a bad gig if you think about it, because most people's jobs only pay him cash. If you get cash and beer out of it, I mean, it might be Atta a keeper. Boy. You know, might be a keeper. If there's enough beer involved, I'll do anything. <laughs> well, one, one of the, one of the greatest and I don't you know we're broadcasting in there so I don't, I don't want to like you know get him in too much trouble but we had um, I was you know underage you know at, when I started working there allegedly and, uh, I learned to drink real good like dark New England beer from this guy and one time we were in the office uh, uh, and we, there was beer we had a fridge you know beer in the office and we uh, it was after hours and we started drinking beer completely out of hand and we were just like just drunk and just crushing beer cans and throwing them all over it was just a disaster it looked like a aftermath of a college dorm party after <laughs> so you know the next morning all the woodworkers would come in at like five in the morning and us like office guys you know would come in at nine and they all showed up and it was just a disaster and they were pissed so the owner of the company you know who taught me everything i knew about drafting and stuff like that calls a meeting with like 30 of us and he goes all right guys like you know we have a situation we have a we had, we had a problem here and we need to address it and without calling us out he said he instituted this no drinking policy on the premises right in the process of explaining that you couldn't drink at all for any reason on company property it turned into well if you guys want to drink and you're underage you shouldn't be drinking somewhere else so i'll just buy you beer and you can drink in the office <laughs> That's what this guy already. <laughs> it like it literally, the, the whole policy degraded in twenty minutes in one big run-on sentence, and I was like, I'm at this meeting, like, oh my god, I'm getting fired. We're all getting fired too. This is awesome. Yeah. Right here again. <laughs> A beautiful circle. That's Beer awesome. is the reason I get up every afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Well, it, said, it, was, it was a beautiful, beautiful circle, and um, yeah, to bring it back to a more relevant thing, it was definitely the you know one of the big beginnings of my you know nerdiness, three D design, and all that stuff. That's how I got started with all of it. I wish I could do that stuff when Blender and all of that. It is so difficult, man. Hey, you know what? It's yeah. It's, you want want me to configure a network that involves anything more than a Staples purchase router? I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's got skills, man. That's that's what I do is the network stuff. Nice. Yeah, your your packets are happy. Uh, well, that's status update. Totally happy. Oh, see, see, look what I know. I thought you actually had to have happy packets. <laughs> April right. Fools. 
gosh. Hey, Ant, you're doing uh, the smartphone photographer hangout. Did you see this uh, new smartphone camera tech that Toshiba is working on? Better, no, I, better I image, actually have not. I need to look. Better image quality, a tiny 4.7 millimeter sensor, just a little thing for a 13 megapixel uh, camera for your smartphone. It's so small. It's awesome. But no, but this is something you were talking about things. on. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say something you guys talk about on the smartphone photographer hangout about how these these little devices are having much better uh, photo capability than your point and shoot. So the sense you said the sensor is smaller. It is smaller. It is you the know. industry's lowest profile at 4.7 millimeters in height. But, I mean, I thought there were other variables involved in that, considering what's going on with the HTC One. Is it the HTC One? I believe yeah. so. With the Ultra Pixel. The, what did they yeah, call it? The, the Super Ultra yeah. Pixel. Low pixels, but it's got a great, quote-unquote, uh, sensor in it. I mean, it's a, I thought it was a lot more variables in it. it so this it says that this chip has an advanced image pre-processing companion chip and a refined model uh, module structure that makes it so small, so small. So it's like two chips in one. I need to see this in action because, you know, that Nokia phone that, that touted all of those megapixels, anybody using those? Anybody have one of those phones? No, it's because the, <laughs> what did they put it in? Like, you put it in a phone nobody ever has is even going to want. Like, I mean, yeah. No kidding. Well, wait a minute. Don't people buy stuff when they hear, oh, it's got bigger numbers? You yeah. Know, this has bigger gigabytes and this has bigger megapixels. Have you even, yeah. let me ask you, have you ever seen one of those phones in any carrier shop, in a Verizon or a. No, not one of those. Any other no shop? But uh, Lumia, you're talking about? Was it the ClearPix, well, right? It was the the Lumia Pure, Clear, Pure View or Pure something View? like that. Pure I think View. that's what it was called. Yeah, well, the Lumia 920 is the one with the, with the crazy new camera tech in it. <laughs> And it's, 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 well, okay, no, oh, the peer view. Okay, the I've never view. seen a peer view, ever, ever. Ever. Yeah, I remember, I remember <laughs> reading, because um, Julie Bla- Blauston, she wrote about it, because she's the, the photography nerd for a new domain. And, again, it's one of those things, it's like a unicorn, I guess. But, Ant, you're the one that's always publishing the stuff about Chiaroscuro and, like, how to do amazing photo. I mean, come on. No, I can't even say that word, man. That's the community talking that. I, can't. <laughs> I just copy and paste what the community says. I copy and paste what they say, man. Those folks in that community are freaking smart. I mean, they, they love that stuff. This so, is kind of... Well, what about, what about this for a, uh, a, uh, a pure view? Galaxy camera. That doesn't count. Is is that version of Android just the largest pile of poo you've ever worked with, or what? You know, I, be, be honest. I hate TouchWiz. <laughs> I, I, oh. I, I, I really do. I'm going to go on record and say TouchWiz is just a, a disaster. Yes, which is which is why this and and it looks like I'm such a Samsung fanboy, and I'm really not. This is cyanogen on it. I get rid of TouchWiz the second I could. Yes. The, the camera kind of has some some built-in like Samsung magic that goes along with the camera, so you kind of have to stick with it. I I like this thing a lot. I hate TouchWiz. I hate the cartoony stuff. But I thought smart. Adam Outler found some kind of hack or what have you for that thing. Didn't Adam Outler work on the work on it on XDA developers? 
You know, I, I haven't looked into it because it, the one thing, and I, you know, this is going to be like a terrible demo, but it's got all like these built-in camera modes and you can change the aperture. And, and I mean, yeah. I think that stuff is a value. And I mean, it, yeah. really at the end of the day, you're taking pictures with it and I'm using Dropbox to get everything off of it. Can so you do that really though to... anyway? What's that? Do, can, I feel like you can do that on any of the like jelly bean cameras. They all have the exposure adjustments and all that stuff anyway. Yeah, but there, there's no, I mean, this is the only smart camera with Android that I know about. Well, yeah, but I mean, why would you want Android if it's like a crippled version? I, I think it would be better to have that camera, like good camera hardware, and then a bunch of like awesome camera apps running over a clean version of Android so everything ran smoothly and so it would get updated. That that would be nice. It, it The cool thing is, is you can use other camera apps. So like if you're using Instagram or paper camera or Pinterest or anything else, you can actually just use them and use the built-in camera which is really really good like yeah i did um there's a there's an android app called laps it which is the, like time lapse thing it was pretty cool on the phone but it's really awesome on this thing like every time we have a snowstorm i'll just stick the thing up in my window and have it take a shot every five minutes That's awesome. and you can see like the two feet of snow fill up and then the plows come in and you know it, it, there's some cool things you can do with it i i, I do like it but i don't I hate the cartoony icons what are you showing off over there, Richard? What is that? Uh, this is the uh, this is the old uh, G1. This is the original Android phone here. The so, OG. So it's got uh, it's got a clock. What's that running? <laughs> it's got a clock. <laughs> you see, that, see the clock there? That's very exciting. Wow. What? Right, uh, it's even it's even wrong. So that's awesome. What was the last update that thing received? What is that uh, on? One six. I can, go to, I can go to settings and I can see about phone. In a, in a minute. No, no, hold on. It, it, 1.5. Uh, <laughs> That's on. so beautiful. It says, uh, it says it's running firmware version 1.1. Nice. 1. 1. Nice. Dang. Wait yeah. a minute. How, I thought Android came out as like 1.5 or 1.6. Wasn't it a donut? Well, this is the one they gave to the, the developer. Ah, uh, okay. That's yeah, so, so awesome is, you have that. Yeah, this is probably pre-cupcake. Cupcake, that was the one. Yeah, That's I think so they had scary. a. They, we never even named the A or B version, so that. Well, when, no, wait, were you, were you at Google when when that thing came out? Th- this is the one they handed me. So, so what what did you think when you, when you now wait was that? I and did you get that pre iPhone or post iPhone? Uh, so in my case, so there were there were so the iPhone came out in two thousand seven. Yep. Uh, there were colleagues of mine. I had a BlackBerry. Okay. Uh, there were colleagues of mine that did buy the new iPhone. The the original uh, iPhone was like five hundred bucks. Yeah. And it was like really heavy, but the build quality was really solid. It was like steel or something. Uh, so so the second generation iPhone was only three hundred dollars, but like the screens would break. Uh, and those had all come out before this phone got released. This this one got released in December of two thousand eight. So about. Four four years and four months ago, about. So so what what did you think when when Google handed you that thing? Like did you, you did you have a BlackBerry or an iPhone at the time? I had a BlackBerry, and uh, basically I was like, I cannot use this uh, to to because uh, I have I'm on call. I got to get phone calls and emails and stuff. I can't play around with this experiment, right? So uh, this was not something that I looked at as being my primary phone at the time. Yeah, and I never really made it. 
uh, my phone. What were your thoughts on the OS though? Like uh, from BlackBerry to that, like having a different option. Like, did it seem viable to you at the time, or was it like this yeah, is just a dumb a whole toy? Lot of apps. Sure. For the phone at the time, I mean that there was still like a that the web browser seemed like a little bit better than uh, than the one that was in the BlackBerry, but. Um, but I'd already been using BlackBerry for several years, and they had a Google search app for uh, BlackBerry, and they had Google Maps for BlackBerry. I, I could, I was familiar with that UI, um, and it wasn't really until the Nexus One came out the next year that I basically said, "Okay, I'm 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 going to switch to Android, and I'm I'm not looking back." Right. So what? Richard, the- that's what got me was the browsers. There was a chick at my office that got that G1, and I had the BlackBerry at that time. And the first thing I wanted to do was see what the internet looked like on that thing because I couldn't stand my web browsing experience on my phone. That was probably the closest to like a real world browsing or a desktop browsing that there was at that time because you had these other like fake browsers. I mean, I call them fake browsers because it's not really like a browser browser, you know, but yeah, it's not the internet really, <laughs> but it, I don't know. It. To me, it depended what kind of sites you were looking at, but for the most part, it seemed to render you the closest you would see, like on a on a desktop system. What do you use now for your daily, Richard? Uh, me uh, right now, I have the uh, the Nexus Four. Oh, okay, you digging that? So thing? I have the uh, very exciting Nexus Four. It's uh, it's from LG. Yeah, yeah. What are you using, Eric? Uh, that's that's the phone I use. Uh, I mean, just because I have a T-Mobile. Uh, you know, I use T-Mobile for my carrier, and and uh, and it's a GSM phone. It doesn't have LTE, but then that just means that the battery doesn't die in five minutes. That's getting better. What are you using, Eric? Uh, I've got a Galaxy S3 now, rooted, custom ROM. What what ROM are you using? Uh, Cyanogen. Yeah. Ten one monthly. <laughs> ten ten one nightly. Nightly. Which, hey, we're, we're Living on the edge. Damn. That's how I used to roll with it with the nightly. I can't do nightly. I, I don't. I keep reading. I get the forum stuff from XDA sent, like the ones that I'm interested in, and I keep reading about like just not good experiences or like guys got to go back to this other nightly because this completely broke something. It's like yeah. I'll stick with for the me, stables because it's every month they're coming out. So that's it's, now, that's now, enough for me. Now we know how Eric spends two or three hours a day. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> you know. And I'm always I always stay a couple nightlies behind because you can kind of see like, that's a, yeah it's like oh there's a new one you go on and it's like then you don't find out till 24 hours later it's borked you yeah know? so if you wait a little while where did my battery go holy christ yeah, yeah you know but it's like it, it's sad but it's a it's a better alternative to touch with yes. I would you know, I, I wanted would that Galaxy Note and Galaxy Note two I love those phones but. I was like, as soon as I was able to, if I was ever, ever able to get one, oh, that ROM would be slapped on there by the time I got out of the store. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know what it is? It's like, like, especially with Samsung, it, I, I like, uh, okay, hardware wise, I mean, Motorola's, I had a Razer before, I, I had a Razer Max, that thing was awesome, because you could just, oh, you could. I could throw that thing in a river. Motorola's hardware is key. My Droid X still looks better than my Galaxy Nexus. Like, the screen is all scratched on this thing, and the Droid X is, like, bulletproof, man. I've dropped that thing on the cement. If this Razer Max wasn't so locked down and you can't do anything with it, I would have stuck it. It's kind of laggy. One day. One day, maybe. It's good hardware. What got me was the GPS chips. 
Yeah, like I, the Nexus One was like rock solid. Always knew where I was. I never had any issue. It never said, "Oh, I don't know where you are." <laughs> and then I guess Samsung was like, "Well, we we want a big screen that sounds good." And then that, oh well, that whole "I know where you are" thing. Yeah, that's kind of like on the side. Right? Uh, <laughs> you know, and so it always was like putting me like two or three blocks away. And that's helpful and it, for Ingress when it, you're just it, dancing it around the thing. Like, hack, you're like. Hack, portals that you're not actually standing 40 <laughs> yeah. feet away from. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, my, my other least favorite thing is when you're on the highway and it thinks that you're on the access road. Nice. Uh, yeah. So then it kind of gives you the re, re, rerouting. So it's like, no, no, you need to get back on the highway. I'm it like, keeps I'm sending you in the endless loop. <laughs> like, oh, oh, you man. are killing me. I always <laughs> double check. I always have to feel like I, I need to check its math and be like, all right, are you really going to tell me to just go down this road and then turn around and go back this way? Or are we really going this way? Sometimes. You trust no one. No, you can't. I've done it. <laughs> and it sent me way not where I needed to be going. I don't trust so, you sometimes. So how, many, how many people have a Samsung or have had a, a Galaxy, probably a Galaxy S3? Just the G Nexus. No. I never. I, I had the Galaxy Nexus also. Yeah. All right. Has anybody used the Galaxy S3? Yes. And my friend right. has one. And I don't. My know. best friend has one. All right. So, so you guys know what's going on. So, so my one of my best friends, he's got the he's got the Galaxy S3, and I've you know I've got mine all all and like the big thing I was looking for was just some serenity. You know, it's like. You pull down the, the notification thing, and there's that animated, like, like power toggle thing. Like, are we using Comic Sans Serif for the notification <laughs> font? Like, are you kidding? Dude, so, so, Why so is it listen, wiggling? And you're going to, like, hate my friend because of this, and feel free. But he's got, like, all right, so, like, there's the lock screen with that stupid water droplet <laughs> thing. And, and, the, and the stock ticker that goes in the bottom. And the news thing. And it's, like... Every single one of those things that you can turn on, he has on his phone. And he thinks it's the goddamn greatest thing in the world. And I pick it up and I'm like, dude, I, I hate you being in a room using your phone around me. Because all I hear is goddamn water droplets and, like, sound effects. He's like, no, dude, it's great. Look, I got everything on here. And I got these features and all this stuff. I'm like, I'm nerdier than you because I rooted my phone. And, like... No, you're just annoying yourself and everybody around you. I hate him because of his Galaxy S3. That's so him. amazing. <laughs> it's awful. And he thinks oh, he's man. so great. <laughs> you, you're reminding us of Seth Herringer from the Attack of the Androids. Yeah. Uh, he is kind of... That's so Dude, awesome. I, I, I swear to God, if we could get sponsors or something, I would I would bring him in front of this screen right now and I would smash his phone. <laughs> <laughs> I will start a Kickstarter okay. for I, that. I'm in for fifty dollars on that. <laughs> oh, man. I'm uh, in for fifty. Kickstarter, do it, baby, do it. <laughs> oh, I rip it. Stu- oh, the and oh, it's like nature. Oh, really? Water drops like nature. No, it's technological nature, annoying. bro. Don't don't harsh on my nature buzz. Straight up annoying. <laughs> so we talked a little bit about this last night on AOTA, but uh, I just want to mention it here and see what you guys think about it. Facebook on Android, their new home on Android, maybe not necessarily a phone like some people are thinking, but more of an app that kind of takes over your phone, like malware. Uh, is anyone, like, who who is this targeted at, first of all, and why do they care? Like, shouldn't they be focusing on something else? Ant, start us off. Kill it. 
<laughs> yeah, let's let me put Facebook on my phone. Oh, right. No. I'm sorry, I better, forgot. Better you know. yet, let me put Facebook pretty much as is a, a root kit on my phone. Yeah, that's really going to make me happy. But I don't like home screens are. It, that's a tough thing to do. I mean, like Cyanogenma does it, and it crashes sometimes. I mean, Apex. There, there's a ton of great launchers, ADW, and like even some of those don't work that great all the time. How is Facebook no, going to pull? this off when their app is where their app is you know they're not gonna pull it off well and you have these companies that actually have all these different versions of phones with all these different versions of android and then and we mentioned this this is this is android running with sense running with facebook home so it's like three layers of just clustered f word and i don't see it working well (laughs) This all. sounds like a really fast phone. Char- Charlie Fox Prime is the word you're looking Charlie for. Charlie Fox. <laughs> <laughs> I will keep that in mind next time. That was good. Yeah, totally, totally clean. You don't even have to edit it out. It's awesome. Fantastic. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see the announcement. Like, I want to see them get so excited over this app that, like, <sighs> like facepalm. <laughs> I don't know. But you know, I still didn't quite understand it, even when it was, you know, last year and they talked about having a Facebook phone. I still didn't quite understand the craze that they thought people would have. Well, and why that, would they even know? want to think about device manufacturing or even getting into the whole carrier issue when all you have to do is make an app that works on all the phones? Like, it's not rocket science. <laughs> I, mean, well, I mean, well, it kind of reminds me of like the whole craze in the 90s about splash pages right right you and know, having your, like, you know hey your Yahoo flash has to have you know the your, water droplets with the stock ticker and the your flash you know, splash page with right splash page serene, you get everything serene and, and sounds playing you know, google went the other way and said okay it's just box yeah Search. box and white background that's it box right you know but uh, <laughs> but there was tons of people that said oh no people want this super mega portal splash page I feel like the ISPs started it. The ISPs were like, here's your email address when you get service with us, and here's where you go to log into that, and it's the portal. And then I right, feel Microsoft like had MSN, oh. uh, the, the thing where you could, you know, they would give yeah. you $400 off a PC if you signed up for three years of dial-up. Right. <laughs> you can't say it with a straight face. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's classic, man. And you know these companies are going to give us automated driving and surgical stuff, so that's cool. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> I'm totally in. Just just lie down on the couch here. We're going to give you your implant now. Right. We're bringing in the Da Vinci machine. The what? No. Get that away from me. But that's Matt, nice. let me ask you, because you use the Facebook app. It's still sucking. Yeah, it's it's still updates. it's still amazing. I mean, because they keep updating. We've and keep played. Updating. We've played better or worse. You know, we're in an app yeah. updates, and we say, "Has it gotten better or worse?" And they've been worse twice. They've been better once. So I don't know. I wish they would take everyone that's working on this stupid project and put them on working on the app, and be like, "Fix this first, or no one's eating, no pizza till you fix this." Does, oh, does that's it harsh. With, yeah. How long? You're, you're how big of a company and you can't do an Android app? Like, you have... <laughs> uh, I, it seems like such a such a simple thing to do. 
and I need, I'm not, don't mean to like take away from programming and stuff. It's definitely not simple, but for a company, like that's what you guys do. You think you could do it's got that. got that much talent on Yeah, hand. exactly. Right. And like, that's, that's your thing. That's what you do. Like do it, do it better. I don't know. Well, it, I don't know. I, I kind of felt like they really did milk the system. And like for two years they had that thing where they're like, Hey, we're going to IPO. Yeah. You got to join. And then they have that going for as long as they, and they didn't even want to IPO. It's like the SEC forced them to IPO. It's like, they're like, oh man, you're stealing Christmas. I mean, you can look at the Google Plus app and see that the early iterations of it were not that good, but they learned quickly. And now it's like an amazing experience. And it seems like Facebook's been out longer and it's like, this is still just a kludgy, horrendous thing that you have on my phone that constantly force closes and I want to like throw it. At somebody, <sighs> you know, like it's so, so damn annoying. funny. Yeah, <laughs> Facebook. Twenty yeah. bucks in for that. For that. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook force close and Chuck. All right. Well, is there anything else we want to talk about before we wrap this up? Does anyone use Bitcoin or care about Bitcoin? I'm still a little nervous on the whole Bitcoin thing. Do you um, think? <laughs> You're not well, like it, pulling your. I, I don't understand how it's getting traction still. It's been what a year and a half now, or how many years is? It's been a minute, definitely. They hit a high have of 140. Their values run way up the last couple months. Yeah, they yeah, hit a high how? of 147 dollars, and then it went down because everyone cashed out. Yeah, it really seemed like a bubble. It went up. It it went up three or four times in two But months. the thing is, it's in it's intrinsically coded that to prevent a bubble from happening. Once it reaches a certain amount of bitcoins, there's no more that can be made and then it's all based on trade within the system. You can't the miners can only make a certain amount before the algorithm shuts it off. So And you trust all that. <laughs> I I don't know. I trust Steve Gibson's uh deconstruction of it and like the working of it. The crypto is all solid. I don't. What I don't trust is the exchanges, and that's what I want to ask. The exchange security and the wallet security is what I don't trust because those are the two attack points that are getting whacked. So I'm still ignorant on this thing. Is this basically a quote unquote secured PayPal or or what? (laughs) Negative ghostwriter. Not at all. Well, I mean that's the thing. I I I haven't quite understood what it is. You're telling me I can have some type of currency. Where am I getting this currency from? And, and like you said, you're either creating it, you're either solving cryptographic puzzles, not you, your computer, your cycles are solving these puzzles. Uh, and mm-hmm. for each puzzle you solve, you get 50 bitcoins. Each okay. bitcoin is now worth $146, $147. Probably but I a little less. Hunch. If I need to go down to Walmart and get but, well, no, where I'm see, not going to be able to spend it. Well, Bingo. that too. You could. You used to be able to buy things on Silk Road until that got shut down. But uh, yeah, I don't know. You you could mine them, but at this point, the only people that are able to solve these hashes through mining are like large farms because it's so far along. And each right. time a puzzle gets solved, it gets harder to make the system, you know, continue moving along. So, I mean, we're so we're talking some serious horsepower on these on these. It's machines. getting to that point, and I mean, yeah. you could have a random fluke that you you do pop one just with your laptop or whatever. It it's happened before. It will happen just probabilistically, but for the most part, if you want to be like, I'm gonna get more out of this than I put into it, I don't 
I don't know. I don't see it happening. Well, the thing is, is the Chinese are trying to break the 2048-bit AES keys that the Pentagon's setting up, and, and they're crowdsourcing it. Crowdsourcing it to? <laughs> to the computing power of all the people with PCs. It's like, hey. Via? We'll give you a Bitcoin and you help us crack the uh, crack the code. Wow! And we're doing so the that... same thing. I mean, not that that's happening. That's more of a tinfoil hat thing. It's that's that's conjecture. No, I read that words. in a Mark Rasinovich book. That happens. That's real life stuff. He's talking. See, last week you got me with potential DDoS at Chateau Ghetto and DNS my, DDoS. My, <laughs> yeah, my 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 Amazon shopping was was going to be screwed because it's totally unsecure. And now you're telling me I will never have Bitcoin. <laughs> I don't know. You very may very well get Bitcoin. The internet needs a currency. I think. I don't know if this is necessarily it. I, I don't know. Have you messed with this at all, Eric? Do you do you play with bitcoins or anything? You no, know, I've I've been following it, and and it's what do you it's think? Interesting. I, I, I here's what I, here's what I think, and and I think that any currency that puts power in the in the masses of people rather than like the Federal Reserve is probably a good idea because you don't have one or a very small amount of entities controlling a lot of things, and like. All right. Let, let's say let, let's say we all get on board with Bitcoin, right? We all. Let's say like a lot of people get on board with Bitcoin, and it's not the most secure thing in the world, but it's secure enough. Right. Mass adoption. Yeah. Like. Yeah, all right. Let's we'll assume mass adoption, right? And, and yeah, sure, it's hackable, but it's it's decentralized, you know. So it's like, how is someone going to hack Bitcoin everywhere at the same time? Whereas, like, if the majority of your money is sitting in the Federal Reserve, that's like a that's a target. You know, you hit that and you've got everything. You know, I will like, get behind know. it the second either Google Wallet or PayPal incorporate it into their systems as a way of yeah. using, exchanging into trade, whatever. Once well, that happens, right at that point, then it then it's like now, now it's mainstream. I mean, exactly. if, if Google Wallet or PayPal support it, I mean, you can go buy stuff on eBay. Because that's yeah, I feel like that's the only real downside to it is that these exchanges are just not where where they need to be like everything else is solid solid as I, a rock I, mean, I, I had i was having connectivity things so i disappeared and came back larry Did do you, you play guys, with bitcoins um, you know who really likes it is the kind of anti-government people yeah like really the people that are making uh, uh you know cad models for to drive 3d printers to make guns and stuff like that yeah yeah um, makes sense yeah, and you know, speaking of that, did you know that? I don't know if it was an April Fool's joke, but I checked on April first, and and that site which had been seized by the federal government. Which one? The, Silk Road. Yeah, uh, what do you call it? Defcat or something? The guys that are doing the gun parts. The ones that we talked about a couple of weeks 3D ago. 3D printing for gun gun parts. Really, oh, man. Ah. Uh, so does that were, I, I, is is that impeding on your right to bear arms if you're taking away? A site for parts of I, I like what? Where's the line there? Is that cool? Does anyone uh, what? Does anyone want to touch that? We should probably end the show. It's like <laughs> all right, all right. Well, gun control well on the next. Yeah, so it's a... <laughs> yeah, really. We we can have a debate between California and Montana on this one. <laughs> all right, here's here's uh, all right. And you probably you, I know we need to get going, but it's like like. 
I, I actually have a maker bot that's gonna be showing up tomorrow. I'm no so way, up. really? Nice. That's yeah, awesome. I got, the, I got the opportunity like uh, six months ago to play with one for the entire weekend, and I was like, I finally just broke down. I'm like, I, I need to order. I have a list of parts. I'll need you to make. <laughs> uh, just, just pay me in bitcoins, and you Perfect. got it, buddy. <laughs> Whatever you want, no questions asked. Nice. Um, so here's the thing. If you can make, I mean, the gun that you apparently could print in a MakerBot, which they took off the Thingiverse, it, it worked, but you could shoot like six shots and the thing would, you know, it would just break down. Um, it's going to happen. Like, it's going to happen. We're, well, and what's the difference between that or me going out to the metal shop and making metal gun parts like you it's i get that the barrier to entry is lower because like here's the plans and here's the thing you just hit the button and that's harder than got to machine this you know but it's in essence it's the same thing and you're not going around to metal fabrication shops and taking away their their plans for world domination i i don't know I've, it's I mean, okay, yeah, no, and you're right. I mean, you're right. It is the same thing, but but it, I a MakerBot's the size of you know what I don't know what a, a cooler, sure, like a sure. cooler, and and I can run it in the back of my car. Yeah, and if I could print guns out, it's and and the thing, like, do I agree with that? No, like I don't want a bunch of criminals like printing out guns in the back alley and handing them out to you know for people for twenty bucks, but it's gonna happen. And, like, we can't deny the fact that it's going to happen, so we need to figure out a way to deal with it. And so if it happens, we also need the good guys printing guns to go, you know, <laughs> against it. I, I mean, I'm not saying I know what the answer is, but but I, I think if, 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 you know, in considering in considering the possibilities, you're absolutely ignorant if you think that in the very, very, very near future, we're not going to be able to print out three you know, guns, like, for cheap and easy. I mean, you're, you're ignorant if you think that's not going to happen. And, yeah. and violate all sorts of copyright things, like 3D scan anything you want, put the cat up on the cat file on Pirate Bay. And that's right. Yeah. Yes. Like, I mean, go. AutoZone and, like, all these car parts stores. That's what I was going to say. Make me a four-barrel four carburetor. Yeah, right. I need, <laughs> I need some gaskets. And... I need a head gasket. Yeah, exactly. No kidding. Well, I mean, I'm going to go to Maker Fair in May uh, in uh, San Mateo. I'm pretty sure that they'll have... 3D printer stuff there and that they'll be, you know, showing off like maybe even like a 3D scanner where you just put something in a deal and it scans it and then prints it out or something. How, how many people have been to Maker Faire before? Never. I would love to go. That would I'd be love so fun. to. I went, I, I was supposed to go in May and I have to go back to Germany in May, so I'll be at the one in New York City, but dude, Maker Faire is like 3D printer heaven. That's what it's. Everything is 3D printers, 3D mm. scanners. I mean, you name it, you're gonna see it there. It's it's awesome. Like it'll it's, be it's, cool once we get to the point where you can scan something with Google goggles through your Google Glass and then have it spit out the other end what you just saw, oh, like man, full yeah. replica. Have you seen? Uh, have you seen? Um, uh, Autodesk Catch One Two Three. You tried that thing? No. So you can it, it's and it's we're almost there. It, it's an iOS app, but you can uh, put an object on a table and you take like thirty pictures of it, uh, you know, around in a right. circle, and it will give you a three D model. That's you pretty can, cool. To the point uh, where, uh, like, when two friends are sitting there over chat, and like one of them has a bowl, and the other one's like, "Man, I wish I had a bowl," and you could just be like, "I'm gonna send you one." Boom, done. <laughs> yeah. And with that. That is the show. Eric Schimmelfenny, tell us where you're at online one more time. Um, I am at SketchThis on Twitter. That's probably the easiest way to get a hold of me. Good deal. Richard Hay? 
Where are you writing at, sir? Uh, well, I, uh, I write articles for uh, newdomain.net. Uh, also, um, I, I have a Google Plus profile, Richard Hay, even though there are more than one Richard Hay, but uh, I'm at least findable. You're, you're the one with the cool picture. The the one with the thumbs up, right? Yeah. That's right. Larry Press has a blog. Yeah, just look. I got a bunch of blogs. Look at Google Plus, Larry Press. And there's only one Larry Press, I bet. <laughs> and Mike Rothman. <laughs> Fortunately. That, that works for me on the Twitterverse and uh, Mike Rothman on Google Plus, and I write occasionally on, on Dell's Tech Page One. Yeah. Aunt Pruitt, hey, are you missing the smartphone photographer hangout tomorrow, Aunt? I am not missing the smartphone photographer's hangout tomorrow. Good. I shall be deal. there. Good deal. <laughs> Hopefully, but I am. I'm found on a new domain as well in Dell Tech Page One. And Twitterverse at I Have No Life and uh, AntPruitt.com. Good deal. And where Yats, yet another tech show.com on Google, Facebook, the one that Ant runs for us, and then Twitter. So check that out. <laughs> Every Wednesday evenings, Google Plus Hangouts via the, the Yats TV. Subscribe in iTunes, leave us a review. We appreciate that. Leave us a message at 406 204 4687 or email the crew at yet another tech show.com. Other than that, we'll catch you guys next week for more shows. Thanks for listening. Thanks, everyone. Good night, you all. Thank you. Another Tech Show. Check us out online at yetanothertechshow.com.